It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Jake's Hammer Podcast. Tough weekend. First Sunday without football. Ooh, it's going to be a long offseason, but we're here with you guys. Um, today's episode Tuesday, so we got a draft Scouting video would break down the top eight interior defense linemen or tackles, noses, going to break them down all right here. DNs and outside linebackers will be a separate video, but let's get right into it. Welcome to the Jenks and the Hammer podcast, bringing you the latest NFL news and insights from the perspectives of two diehard fans. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some football talk with Jenks and the Hammer. Here we go, here we go. All right, here we go. Interior defense alignment for the 2024 NFL Draft. A couple honorable mentions before we get into our top eight. For me, my guy that just didn't make the cut, big fan of his, Braden Fisk from FSU. He's standing at 6'5", 275 pounds. So he's a big dude. He's got a really good first step for his size, violent hands. Uh, And when he hits the gap, he hits the gap full speed. He's got long arms. He's a good pass rusher, good motor. Footwork's not bad, too, for a big guy. He's going to be a three-down defensive lineman in this league. I think he's going to get drafted late two, early three. I could see him. He had a really good senior bowl. I watched him. He stood out a lot. Um, he's a good pass rusher, and I don't really know how because we watch. I watched him one-on-ones during the senior bowl going against guys, and he doesn't have a pass rush plan. He just kind of figures, figures in, wings it. Yeah, he just wings it. Um he just sounds like sounds like you in college, huh? Sounds like you with your little presentations in college. Yeah, I just wing it. Just like I got a test tomorrow, I'm just gonna wing it. Um, <laughs> I'm watching Bachelor tonight. I can't study. Um, but yeah, he he doesn't really have a plan going into it. He just kind of plays around with the size, but that size can um 
hurt him with leverage and he needs to finish those tackles when he gets in the backfields because he gets in the backfield a lot. Uh, at times he gets stonewalled at the line if he doesn't hit that gap right away. So, you know, I think he's really raw and I think he developed a really good player past two years that knows six sacks in each year. That's pretty damn impressive from the nose position. So Braden Fisk, watch out for him. He's going to be a good player in this league. I think he's late to uh, early day three guy. Yeah, I like it. And, uh, and for those that don't know, Hammer is not joking about the Bachelor thing. He's actually recording this around 7.30 on uh, Monday night, and this guy is placing the Bachelor above this as a priority. So Great watch. Great watch. Recommend it. I watch it with my buddies. It's fine. It's not weird. It's cool. <laughs> it it's sounds cool. a little weird, but I'll, I'll give it to you. Anyways, cool. the two guys I want to give honorable mentions to are two guys down from the Bayou and LSU. Mason or Masson Smith, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, and Mikai Wingo, two guys that are very good, but not sure if they're at this top eight level. Um, so first, Mason Smith, he's 6'6", 315. Right off the bat, that's like those intangible or those intangibles, I should say, are actually very, very good for this this position. 6'6 is kind of tall for a defensive tackle. You usually see that more on the edge, um, but he's he's pretty versatile. He'd go edge, tackle, wherever you want him on the line. He has a great launch off the ball, uh, good size and raw athleticism. I'd, I'd say really he's, he has a great job of chasing down the plays, and that's kind of what you see on film. You see him chasing down plays, going to get the ball, and that's kind of what you want to see from a, a guy in the D-line, something that Chase Young kind of lacked this year in the playoffs, and good that's effort. something that was, was very widely talked about. So the the bad on this side is is actually his, his hands as a tall guy. He has long arms. He doesn't really know what to do with his hands, as well as uh, he lunges at times with the lankiness. And then something that I really wanted to pay attention to is against Alabama, which is one of the top tier SEC teams, as we all know, their O-line is going to be closer to that um, NFL O-line that like they have bigger guards, bigger ta- or bigger tackles, bigger centers, things like that. So against a team like Alabama, you watch the film, and it's kind of telling about what's going to happen in NFL. And against Alabama, he didn't really seem to make a lot of impacts. He didn't seem to be really a great push off the line, things like that. So I think if he can improve, just his fundamentals and getting that push in the middle in his hands. This guy can do well in the NFL with his size alone. I think he's going to be probably, I put him at a late day two, mid day three, kind of in that range. It's really up to the, the combine. We're doing this before the combine, so it's kind of hard to tell. But he can go anywhere in that range. Then I got Mikai Wingo, 6'1", 295. Another, uh, another good player, but I think in this guy's case, He's a better run run defender than he is pass rusher. So in the NFL, he's not going to be a three down guy. Like that's kind of that's kind of tough for guys at this level. Um, he has a good decent launch off the ball. Uh, does a pretty good job anchoring himself in the middle, but and and does a good job of not hitting the deck. He stays up a good amount, but it seems to be a little bit high. And you see in his stance, he's kind of in that squat, but it seems like he gets as soon as that one two happens, he seems a little bit high up. So if he's able to fix that, stay a little bit lower, I think that helps his chances in the NFL a lot. Nice. All right, so now we're getting into our top eight. This big guy on the screen, this is Kinley Jackson from Texas A&M. He's standing at 6'2", 325 pounds. We have him at number eight. He's a really good run defender. He's really good against the run. He's one of the best in the in the out of these guys in the draft. Um, really good at locating the ball. Um, if he's unable to beat his man too, automatically his hands go right up to go bat that ball down. He sniffs out screens pretty well. Um and his build, he's a, he's a little on the short side at 6'2", so that kind of helps him with leverage. Uh, the bad thing would be his range, meaning his kind of pursuit down the line. It's not there, his quickness. 
Um, he lets guys get into his chest, which then means guys control him a lot. And he's not the most most athletic guy. He's got to work on his pass rush. Definitely, I wouldn't I wouldn't see him as a three down defensive lineman. And then as I was watching the Senior Bowl one on ones, he was lunging a lot, a lot on on tape. So I have him as a late day two guy. He could go early three. You know, keep in mind too, it's kind of tough to predict what round these guys are going to go in and what days they're going to be selected on, just because. Hey, it's, you know, before the combine, we're still two months, two and a half months away. So mm-hmm. it's a little tricky. But, you know, again, we're doing linemen now so that we could talk about the skill positions, you know, after the combine when those times really, really do matter and affect draft stock. And then Hammer, next guy. This is you as well. Ooh, Michael Hall, Jr. from Ohio State. Um, 6'2", 280 pounds. He's the shortest guy on this list. Um, he's a really good pass rusher, though. Um, really good motor. He locates the ball well. Strong hands. He's got a couple nice moves to his uh, pass rush package. Definitely a three-down player in the league. The little the thing is, like I said, he's undersized, 6'2", 280. That's undersized, right? When you look at that, you're like, eh, maybe this guy plays end. Nah, he plays – he's going to play three-tech. He's not going to play nose in the league. But, yeah, he's a little undersized. He's going to struggle against the run at times and, you know, definitely against double teams when some of these other guys on this list are going to – uh, make their livings off double teams. So, yeah, Michael Hall, I think the reason I got him above McKinley Jackson, it's pretty damn close, but honestly, the game the game that's played today in the NFL, it's all about the pass, and I think pass rushers is just more valued, you know, more valued than, uh, pass, than run stoppers. So that's why I got Michael Hall ahead of McKinley Jackson. But, yeah. No, I, I can agree with that for sure. I mean, Guys across the league are definitely looking for that kind of not necessarily compact, but quicker build in the middle so that they can get to the pass rusher or the passer in sooner seconds. So next, a guy that I think is probably the most underrated guy on this list at number six, we got Rook Aurora. Uh, a lot of syllables there, a lot of R's. It's kind of tough to pronounce, but he's 6'4", 290, so a little bit undersized in weight like Hammer's last guy, Michael Hall. Um, but for Rook, an advantage to him of his size, he's very quick on stunts, seemed explosive with that size, and he has good balance as well as getting to the point of attack of the ball. And I love his aggressiveness. You see, I mean, he, he's a huge guy. You see in this looks picture big. here. But yeah, you see in this picture, he looks awesome, looks huge. This is what guys look like that they won in the NFL. And he could track down the ball carry. That's something I love to see. Is when I'm watching film, guys running to the side, 10 yards down the field, he's sprinting after him. That's what you want to see, the aggressiveness, tenacity. That's what you want. The bad, I think he can add on some some muscle. His arms aren't like – he just seemed like he kind of gets locked on to and he, he can't really rip off or wrap up guys when he's already getting blocked by a defense, or by an offensive lineman. And then I think also his consistency with his hands, just tuning in or fine-tuning those fundamentals really would do an advantage to him. But like I said, this guy's tenacity alone, speed, agility, all of that is something that really is a great advantage for him. And I see him going in possibly mid to late day two. And I think this guy could do something huge in the NFL. Then at number five, I got Chris Jenkins. Uh, Chris Jenkins Jr., I say his father played in the NFL. And this guy's 6'3", 305, and people call him the mutant. And this is a guy that is just insanely athletic. He's He ran a 7163 cone, 433 shuttle, and he has a 34-inch vert. So guys like me, uh, you know, I, I'm 5'9", I'm uh, 170, and I have a 30 I don't know, 31-inch vert on a good day. He can hang on the rim. That's about it. Uh, but this guy, 
He's 305 pounds and he has a 34 inch vert. I mean, that's ridiculous. The guy is insane when it comes to raw ability and strength and power. He's, he has a great anchor due to that strength. Like I just said, he's able to anchor his feet in the ground, keep him moving, and just push the guy back, as well as pretty good in the, pretty good in the run game. And I think the great side to his game is his quickness when he's able to get his feet going with him. That's the, that's the tricky part, though. His footwork needs improvement. That's where we get into the bad. And he tends to stop his feet. So because of his strength, and he relies kind of just anchoring and just pushing guys without moving his feet. So if he's able to keep his feet moving in the NFL, I think that's where those double teams come in. Like Cameron just said, that double team is where guys make their money at the defensive tackle spot. This guy keeps his feet running, learns to keep doing that, and the NFL get a little bit stronger in his feet as well. That's where he becomes one of the best D-linemen in this class. Um, I think he just needs to improve his pass rush ability as well. He's a great run defender. Needs to improve that pass rush ability, and then he'll become a three-down three down guy, like Hammer said, with a few other of our other listed guys. What do you see him getting drafted? Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, mid to late day two. Uh, this is a guy that I think he has a lot of possibility in the NFL. I think it's kind of that raw athleticism that guys instantly are going to be like, boom, I want him on the draft board. But if he isn't able to show that footwork and everything like that in the pre combine pro days, things like that, that's where guys are going to be looking at. I think that's where he's kind of, kind of falls in late day two. Nice. So these next, you know, number four, these top four, I think are going to be a little, I don't know, might get some defensive linemen uh, fans a little heated. Maybe, I don't know. I think we switched them up a little bit just based on our scouting and what kind of what we thought. So number four, we got Leonard Taylor, the third from Miami sitting at six, three, 305 pounds. Uh, thing that stands out right away is the size big dude. Um, going into this year, I, I saw that he was supposed to be the number one interior defense lineman in this draft, and he just didn't have the same year like he did in 2022. So that kind of dropped him a couple spots. Um, he's got really good hands. He's got this rip move. That's like his signature move. Um, he's very versatile. He can play all, honestly all four spots across the line. Like I said, really good frame. That, that's the size that you know, NFL scouts look for mm-hmm. long arms, athletic quickness. He's got to be, if he could play all, you know, f- four spots, which he can, he's got a thick lower body that helps him win at the point of attack. And he's a good, he's just a good pass rusher. Really? Uh, I can see, I see him at the best at like a four, three and just being a space eater. Um, probably play, you know, playing nose um, bad. He doesn't locate the ball well in the run game, which can take him out of the play. Uh, you know, and again, six, three. So, at the same time, it's awesome size, but that size can hurt you in leverage and can make you play too tall. And his balance can be an issue too. I think he's he's athletic, but it's sometimes he just looks a little goofy and he like falls down. So I think he's gonna work on his balance, but he's really raw. And I think you know, I think if you work with this guy, he's a rotational guy, his first year or two, um, and he's just in the right system, right coaches, right players around him. I think he can develop into a really good player in this league. Um, my comparison to this guy was Javon Hargrave, defensive tackle for the Niners. I think he's got really similar um, capabilities as him, and I see this guy as a day two guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know where. I'm excited to see the combine, the way he moves, but he's definitely a day two guy. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking second round. Yeah, I mean, you get in comp to Javon Hargrave. That's instantly. Yeah, that's, that leaps up. Uh, off the page. Yeah, and I just, yeah, and I, the reason I said Hargrave too is, you know, I said I, the skill sets are kind of similar, and just because I think they're both known for their pass rush 
and they're both good against the run. Like Hargrave, you know, he got paid this year by the Niners because last year in Philly at nose, he had like 11 or 10 sacks. You know, like that's where he's going to make his money and same as this guy. So uh, that's kind of the build that I had in mind. I respect it. Now, Hammer, this is where it gets interesting. You got a big boy coming up. Yeah, this this is this is my guy. I liked him a lot. I, me and Jenks kind of, we scout all the guys together. But you know, what like I'm gonna like fully do this guy, and Jenks is gonna have to do this guy. And this is a guy that I really wanted. Uh, to, Tavondre Sweat from Texas, six four, six hundred. Not six hundred. Three hundred six hundred. Sumo wrestler. Out here. He look. He honestly. He kind of looks like it. If you see. Yeah. Him. Look at that picture. He's look at that picture hammer. Look at that leg. That is. That's that's a leg. It's the size of my head. It's meaty. This dude is a big, big dude. Um, he's a fun player. He uh, he was at the Senior Bowl. He was putting dudes on their butts. He was running guys over. It was like disgusting. I didn't know. Big offensive lineman could bend that way, but you were seeing them bent that way because because of sweat. <laughs> so I mean, I you could pull up the clips. Hopefully, you make a TikTok clip with me saying this and him doing it because it's unreal. Um, you know, of course, the bit the what's the good? The big, the size. Uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, the advantage he has at the point of attack with his upper body strength is unreal. He's a run stuffer. That's what he is. Uh, it demands double teams, demands double teams. If you don't double team this guy, see you later. Uh, and weirdly, he's got this good burst off the line for a size, which is just, wow, it's it's scary. And the bad, he's not a pass rusher. He's not. He won't be on the field is, in third down. So is that's he slow? why. Is huh? he slow? Is he slow? What do you think? I mean, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> what are your perspective? Obviously, yeah, he's, yeah, he's going to be slower. Yeah, but. I mean, yeah, I mean, all these guys are slow. But, yeah, he's not a speedster, you know, obviously. he's not, But he's just – that's not his game. He doesn't have a package or anything. Like, he doesn't work any moves. He's just he's just not a pass rusher. That's just – you yeah. know, he's going to go in do the dirty work. And, yeah, uh, you know, I think he can work on his handwork. You know, I, he, he doesn't have a lot of – you know, he doesn't do a lot of rips, swims, or this and that. He just bull rushes guys. Yeah, he uses his you know, his pad level – He's got to be something he's got to work on. Just dude, six four. He's a big dude, and then of course conditioning. I mean, you see the size of this dude. You know, he's got to be conditioned. And yeah, he's not. He's not going to be on the field in third downs, but for those long drives, you're going to need him. And you know, when you have a long eight minute drive, and now you're on the goal line, you're going to need him to do what he does on the goal line. So you know, that's a concern too. But yeah, I mean, I love him. I hope the Packers get him as a team, as a fan of a team that. Doesn't stop the run. Hasn't stopped the run for years. This is a guy I'm looking at with our two second round picks that I would love. I think he's a really good compliment to Kenny Clark. Kenny at the three tech. Put this dude at the nose. Who I, I love that. I'm, uh, woo. Goosebumps. Goosebumps just thinking about it. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Goosebumps just thinking about it. And yeah, the bachelors no, I... and 20 minutes. Unreal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my comparison for him is um, Snacks. If you might remember him, Damian Harrison for the Giants, um, big body run stuffer, and just someone who brings a lot of energy to the game to his team, and that's what Tavondre Sweat did for Texas. I got him as a high uh, second round pick, and hopefully goes to the Green and Gold. And then at number two, my last guy on a roll. Ooh, Brian Murphy the second, another Texas guy. Now this is a little, eh, you know, I see these rankings kind of going back and forth. 
a lot of people have sweat as their number two interior defense lineman. I get it. I get it. That's why I had him at first before really diving deep and looking at these guys. But I could put Brian Murphy's the second over him. Um, he's 6'1", 308 pounds. Good. I mean, he's versatile. He's played across the entire Texas um, defensive line. He's very athletic. Really good upper body strength. He's quick. He's got a good motor, good handwork. And he's a three-down player, and I think that's what sets him apart from Sweat. Is Yeah, he's not as big, and he's not as good as a run defender like Sweat, but I think his value is up higher than Sweat. I, I put him above Sweat because he's versatile, right? He's versatile, and he might not be the same run stopper like Sweat, but he does. He, he's a player that you have to account for on third down. He He's a pass rusher as well, so I think that boosts him up. And I've seen first-round grades on him. I've seen him mock to Green Bay at 25. So, yeah, I got him at number two. The bad. He's undersized. He's 6'1". Um, you know, I felt like in college, too, watching the tape, he relied on his athletic ability too much. And, you know, when you get in this big boy league, you can't you can't do that anymore. So he's got to improve upon that area of his game. Um, you know, needs to improve. You know, of course, he can improve on pass rushing, but he, you know, he's – Definitely better than Sweat in that department. And sometimes he could be a little over-aggressive, which means he's going to over-penetrate. And mm-hmm. guys are going to get by him, and he's going to open up gaps. So that's a little bit of a weakness. But I'm really I'm really excited to see what this guy does at the combine. Um, just a little note. I found a little quote from his um, athletic trainer, strength and conditioning coach at Texas. His name's Tori um, Beckton. Uh, he clocked in. Byron Murphy clocked in at 18 miles per hour on a GPS. That's moving for you know a guy his size too. That's pretty damn impressive. Uh, he had a team best 455 pound front squat, and he power cleans 375 pounds. He could have gone heavier, but strength coach um, Terry Beckton shut him down. Beckton yeah, says Beckton says that Murphy could have gotten like 500 on front squat and 405 on power clean. So the dude's a big, strong guy. So I could see him going, you know, high second round. Definitely, he could sneak into the first round late. Um, but I think that's going to be dependent on his combine. So I'm really excited to see what he does there. No, I like it. And then number one, the guy that I think is the only guy that in this class right now is like the surefire first rounder, uh, Jerzon Newton out of Illinois. This guy had uh, he's six two, two ninety five. I think he's going to come in a little bit smaller than that in the once he gets to the combine draft, all that process. He's at, he had seven and a half sacks last season, eight and a half tackles for loss. Uh, the good, he's extremely versatile on the line. He can play across every single technique, every single position, anything you want. Um, he's a great one too off the ball, and he's able to use his, his hands really quickly. Uh, when you see him immediately burst off the line, he uses his hands, punches off the guys, and, and it helps give him leverage. Um, his speed is an advantage in the middle. Uh, like I said, he's 295. So obviously speed, like a few of the other guys we've said, is going to be an advantage. And I think it gives him the ability to make plays down the line of scrimmage. This is a guy I've said a few other other of the other of the other players I've said so far, really quick down the line. That's something I like. Something I like for guys in the NFL is sprinting to make plays. This guy does that. And you'll see he makes a play, he gets hype. He's a hype man on the team. And I think that's something a lot of NFL teams look for that's underrated. If a guy has the tenacity and the emotion. To be a D lineman, it's huge. Um, the bad, I think if he gets caught in the initial one-two, he gets pushed back due to his size, which kind of sucks. Um, 
and double teams, like we said, a few guys, just the double teams with their size is going to be a problem. Uh, he also doesn't, uh, he doesn't really use his, I like his feet or his hands, but his feet don't necessarily link to them all the time. And if he's able to link both turn guys and then pursue his rush, anything like that, I think that's where he's going to tr- truly turn into a great guy in the NFL. The comparison I have for him is someone that if you watched their videos last year, you wouldn't know about Kalijah Kansi. I talked to Hammer about him last year. I don't know if you remember Hammer, but I said he was going to be a great player in the NFL. I wanted him for the Saints. He was one of the guys that, through the combine process, immediately jumped up boards because he was very, very quick. He has had the agility, he had the size, everything like that. He had the same size, I mean. And in the NFL, Kalijah Kansi went to the Bucks, I believe, and he, he hadn't really done too much because of his size, things like that, his fundamentals. But he has the possibility to do a lot. And that's the same way I see Jerzon Newton. I, I think he goes in a league, maybe year one, he isn't, he isn't great, depending on the team he goes to, you know, needs of what, if he gets instantly, he's like the starter, three down guy, whatever. But I think he goes in, takes a year maybe to adjust, and then year two is truly when he takes a leap and is a guy in the NFL. So I think I'm interested, I'm intrigued as to where Jerzon Newton goes. He, he's a guy I've seen mocked to the Saints a couple times, and I'd be thrilled to, to pair him next to Brian Brissy. On the in the interior of the D line, it would be awesome. He can do a little bit of everything. He can defend the run, rush the passer. He can do it all. So uh, he's a great prospect. I'm interested to see where he goes in the NFL. Yeah, and I've seen him first rounder. Yeah, definitely a first rounder. I've seen him mocked a lot, like mid, I think mm-hmm. 16th to the Seahawks. Yeah. I've seen him a yeah, lot like, to the Seahawks. The mid, the mid first is like yeah. that 10 to 20. That's kind of his range. Yeah, definitely, definitely a first rounder mid. You nailed that right on the head. And yeah, I just. Something quick, just going back, you know, you said about his energy and, you know, when he makes a play, he gets fired up. And I'd like, and how attractive that is to NFL teams. And that's just like, and I think him and Sweat kind of share that. And like, you just think back to when you played football, when I, like, I'm thinking back to when I played football and I coach kids now, like when you got that big dude on the line and he's going nuts and he's having fun making plays, there's no better... Like, it's awesome, you know? So, it like, fires everyone up around you, you know? Like, you, you want to support that guy, that D lineman that's out there smiling, having yeah, fun. Big boy or the big boy on the O line, pancaking dudes. It's, yeah, it's like this awesome gets, energy that, like, if he gets a pick know. or something like that, then everyone's oh, yeah, going unreal. nuts or like fumble, whatever. If he starts running with the ball, like, everyone just starts going nuts. So, it's definitely yeah. an awesome it's experience crazy. when you have a big guy like that. Yeah. So, that's going to do it for this episode. Nice. Kind of quick one, eh, 25 minutes, something like that. It's not terrible. Um, that's going to do it for this one. Top eight, interior defense alignment. Next week, we got offensive tackles. Excited to do that one. That's a really it's deep. It's a loaded class. It's a loaded class, really deep tackle class. I think we're going to see a bunch of dudes picked in the first round, maybe like five, six. Really excited to get into that. We're going to have that for you guys next Tuesday. Um, this Thursday, of course, we're going to be talking about NFL news happening. Um Maybe try to get a guest on, and yeah, like we said, like we said before, that's kind of the format for this off season. But yeah, Jenks, anything closing thoughts? Uh, not too much. Uh, I think I want to shout out Hammer. Did you see Jimmy Graham when he's doing? I don't know if you saw the news about him. He's he's rowing. Oh, I across, did. Yeah, rowing across the Arctic Sea or ocean, whatever it is, in t- fifteen days, twenty four hour periods, just straight across. I'm like, what? And he's burning. Each player or each rower is expected to burn 8,000 calories a day. And I'm like, what the hell are you eating to like replenish yourself? You know what I'm saying? That's just yeah, wild. It's unreal. Crazy. Jimmy does it all. Jimmy does it all. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah, no, but that's all I got to say. I, and other than that, 
if if you guys like these videos, I mean, comment down below. Let us know what you like about them. If we want, if you want to change the rankings, if you if you disagree, agree with the guys we have, if you think something else about one of these guys, or if you disagree with our scouting or anything like that, comment down below. Always remember, we're always willing to comment and respond to you guys, talk to you guys, anything like that. Yeah, let's hear it. And quick question, Jenks, if I mean, you kind of said Newton. Is there anyone else who would like to see drafted by the Saints? Oh, right off the bat, a few of the tackles we're going to talk about next week. I'm not going to spoil that because they're. Like, I know. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to get into it. But there's a few tackles because we needed offensive tackle. I mean, Trevor Penning obviously hasn't panned out. And then I really like uh, what's his face. Obviously, I want a quarterback. But I mean, I think Derek Carr can turn around with a new offense coordinator. But I, I think guys like Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels, if they fall to your lap at 15. Like, I just feel like it's hard to kind of not take them, you know? Um, yeah. But I think you go tackle or Dallas Turner uh, is a guy I've seen dra- mocked to us, which I wouldn't mind. Jared Verse as well from Florida State. And, and I think there's a few different ways you go. But I, I wouldn't also mind if we dra- like traded back a couple of picks. If a team offers you an 18th and then a second for your first rounder, I'm taking that. I don't know. It's just a few. There's a lot of different moves the Saints could make in the offseason in the draft. It's going to be interesting. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this one. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at JinxRPod. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. If you watch on YouTube, please make, please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We'll see you guys for, on Thursday. Thursday, right. yep. Take it easy. Enjoy uh, the Bachelor Hammer. Will do. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Jenks and the Hammer Podcast. Remember to leave a review and follow all of our social media pages at Jenks Hammer Pod for more content. Until next time, who dat? And go pack go. Sports Social Podcast Network.